A Florida man threatened to bomb a pizzeria while ordering for delivery. A Florida man drove 100 miles per hour to take his girlfriend to a job interview. A Florida principal was fired after parents freak out about a little wee-wee on some artwork. A new Florida bill would ban girls from talking about their periods. And knock-knock, who's there? Well, an alligator, right at your front door. <laughs> These are the stories for Friday on Weird AF News. They are all from the state of Florida, because on Friday we only do weird news from Florida from this week. It's Florida Fridays on Weird AF News. Let's do it. A Florida man threatened to bomb a pizzeria while ordering for delivery. A Lakeland, Florida man has been accused of calling in a bomb threat to a Papa John's pizza restaurant on Wednesday. According to the arrest report from the Polk County Sheriff's Office, the deputies responded to the Papa John's at 1.30 in the afternoon, right about lunchtime. An employee told the deputies that a Florida man named Jay was trying to place a delivery order for pizza. Uh, he got upset over something. I don't know what that could have been. It doesn't say. Perhaps they were all out of pineapple and he wanted Hawaiian. A lot of people judge you for ordering pineapple on your pizza. I don't. Um, it says here, this guy Jay began arguing with the employee over the phone. She hung up because she doesn't have to take that crap. She's not paid very much. She works at Papa John's. Very dangerous working in Papa John's in Florida. Very dangerous working at any fast food joint in Florida. These customers, they'll pull a gun on you if you don't offer all the items that you have on the menu. Maybe you run out of, out of mayonnaise or tomatoes. They'll just shoot you. It's crazy. They're not paid enough to be shot over lettuce, in my opinion. So the employee hung up on Jay, but then Jay called back because he's not going to go without a pizza. He threatened to kill her. <laughs> That's a great way to get your pizza. Uh, this is called hangry. I've heard of this condition before when you're very hungry and angry. And ordinarily, people don't call in bomb threats when they're hangry, but this is a Florida man after all. Uh, Jay, the Florida man, allegedly said to the employee, quote, I can bomb your store. Oh, yeah, I can bomb your store. That's when the Papa John's worker hung up for a second time. You can't really blame her. Now, because the Florida man's a dumbass, he had previously left his name, phone number, and address because he was ordering for delivery. <laughs> so the employee gave the police all of that information. They were able to identify the suspect as Johnny Vega, age 24, a Florida man, a Florida man that knows nothing about bomb threats because bomb threat 101, you don't leave your address, your phone number, or your real name. The deputies reached out to this Florida man, Vega, and he denied knowing anything about the alleged threatening phone calls and said that the number provided by Papa John's was not even his. Um, here's a quote from the deputies. Vega provided one of his coworkers' phones in an attempt to pass it off as his own when asked to check his phone to see if the phone number matched. Both Vega's coworker and Vega's wife reportedly confirmed that the number provided by Papa John's actually did belong to this Florida man. He was accused of trying to conceal his phone in a piece of bedroom furniture. I love they go to his house. Phone, I don't have a smartphone. <laughs> What's that sticking out of the couch cushion? Oh, I, I don't know what that could be. It's, it's a remote. It's a remote. As a result of lying regarding his phone, Vega did something called obstructing investigations being conducted by deputies. So he'll be charged with that, along with a false report of a bomb tampering with evidence, resisting an officer without violence. No word on the condition of the threatened Papa John's worker. Uh, I think we need to give all of these fast food employees all over the U.S. some free therapy. 
A Florida man drove 100 miles per hour to take his girlfriend to a job interview. This man cares. A Florida man allegedly drove at 100 miles per hour in a 40 mile per hour no passing zone. He had a good reason to do this, though. His girlfriend had an interview at Taco Bell in Palm Bay, Florida. The interview was at 2 p.m. Uh, they didn't leave the house until 1.55, is my guess. <laughs> this is some dedication. This guy wanted to get her to her job interview on time. It's a very romantic fella. Uh, this, this is odd because usually you have to drive home 100 miles per hour when you're leaving Taco Bell to get to your toilet. <laughs> That's usually when 100 mile per hour driving is associated with Taco Bell. You're like, I got to get me to a toilet now. No time. No time. Now let's get some more information. According to the arrest affidavit, the incident began when Palm Bay police observed a Mercedes speeding recklessly on a road in a no passing zone. The driver was later identified as Florida man, 22 year old Javon Jackson. Javon Jackson, the Florida man, was allegedly attempting to pass Palm Bay police unmarked patrol vehicle at a very high speed of rate. When the police attempted to pull over the Mercedes, it allegedly passed another vehicle in the, again, no passing zone before eventually pulling over to the right shoulder. Upon exiting the vehicle, police say that the Florida man admitted to driving recklessly as hell, stating that he was speeding for a very good reason. Uh, he needed to get his girlfriend to a job interview at Taco Bell, you know, and Police officers should know this. you got to be fast to work in fast food. So uh, the police obviously asked for his driver's license. Let's, let's find out if the Florida man has one. Uh, in most cases, they don't or they've been suspended. So let's uh, sit tight here. So they asked for his driver's license and survey says his license suspended. Oh, boy. Very typical. Well, it's nice to know that at one time he had a driver's license. You have a lot of Florida people just driving around that never had a license. It looks like a second officer arrived on the scene and some drama unfolded. When the first officer said to the second officer that the Florida man was driving 100, the Florida man interrupted their conversation and said, no, 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 I was driving 75 instead. It's, it's in a 40, but... There's a big difference between 100 and 75 because in the U.S., 100 miles per hour or higher usually leads to a felony. So this is a Florida man just trying to think ahead here and avoid a felony charge. No doubt he's familiar with felony charges. He's a Florida man after all. He was arrested and charged with reckless driving. Uh, he's charged as a habitual traffic offender because of his suspended license and child neglect because I assume his girlfriend's a, a child. That's a... Or maybe there was a child in the back seat. Still no word on whether or not she got the Taco Bell gig. I'm, I'm praying for her. But it looks like she's going to lose her ride to the job, so she'll be taking the bus to Taco Bell, uh, which I don't think is much safer, to be honest. Yay! A Florida school principal was fired after parents were upset. He showed them some pornographic old-school art. Well, we have a Florida charter school principal uh, this principal has been ousted after multiple parents complained that their sixth graders were made to look at some pornography what was that pornography you're wondering well apparently it was michelangelo's iconic statue of david which i'm sure you have all seen because uh, they show you these things it's classic art uh, there's a little penis involved 
because it's a naked person. It's a very small penis. Um, those statues had very small wee-wees back then. Uh, maybe people had small wee-wees back then. I'm not, very, I'm not sure, to be honest. Uh, I did a story recently that penises are growing overall because there's more pollution in the world. I'm not sure how accurate that is. Uh, back to the story. The statue was shown during a sixth grade art history lesson at the Tallahassee Classical School. Uh, if you're shown classic art, there's a good chance you're going to see a wee-wee. There's a lot of them in, that, in those sculptures. Uh, one of the most famous pieces of artwork in the world, as you know, is the statue of David, uh, which was done by uh, Michelangelo. You're all familiar with Michelangelo. These are uh, very important works of art from our history. Uh, the statue shows a very chiseled, naked man posing. He's very chiseled. He's got a lot of abs before, um, before we had CrossFit, so very, very impressed. He was probably the first person to do CrossFit. It says, while most of the world sees this as art, yeah, all of the world really sees it as art, uh, but not in Florida. Some parents in Flor Florida deemed this, quote, pornographic and said that it upset their children, which I highly doubt that it, it upset the children especially considering they're in sixth grade, we're supposed to believe that they haven't seen the naked body. I mean, they're really going to freak out when they learn about the Florida all-nude Walmarts. <laughs> and by the way, don't the children have smartphones or access to smartphones? Then trust me, they've seen pornography already. Uh, let's find out what happened after this. The parents at the Tallahassee Classical School now want to take an advanced vote on every lesson that their kids could be subjected to that might be deemed controversial. This is part of a growing nationwide trend to dictate education supported by Florida's own education board and the DeSantis administration, the Ronnie Day administration. Well, you know, you can always homeschool your kids and have complete control of their education, um, but that takes a lot of work. Uh, I, I don't know what you're expecting from uh, Florida public schools, to be honest. Just be thankful that the the teacher isn't doing the lecture with no pants at this point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, now it says Florida officials have banned hundreds of books, passed some rigorous anti-LGBTQ laws, and strictly regulate discussions of race and racism in its public schools. Um, this school principal is Hope Karaskia. You know, she explained to the media that uh, once in a while you get a parent who gets upset about Renaissance art. Uh, however, in this case, Hope is claiming there was a series of miscommunications regarding this. So perhaps she sent out a notice that they were going to be shown some classical art, which means they're going to be shown some wee-wees. I'm not sure. Regardless, poor Hope, just trying to educate the children, just trying to expand their cultural horizons, introduce them to some classical art that they probably didn't even know existed. Uh, the principal was given an ultimatum to either quit or be fired by the school board. That's so unfortunate, really, and unfair, and uh, really ridiculous, to be honest. And so they're canceling Michelangelo in Florida. Next thing you know, they're going to cancel Leonardo, Raphael, and Donatello. And then at that point, who's going to stop Shredder, guys? Who is going to protect the kids from Shredder? That's what I want to know. If you don't know what I'm referring to, it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Na, 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 na. Turtle power. A new Florida bill would ban girls from talking about their periods. As local bills regarding gender, sexuality, and diversity make their way through Florida's state legislature, 
new legislation could ban any discussion of menstrual cycles in school before the sixth grade. Now, that breaks from the advice of medical providers who recommend talking to children about puberty and those changes in their bodies before they occur. First periods typically start between ages 10 and 15, if you don't know, but can begin as young as nine years old. That means a student can likely be in third grade up to 10th grade or later when their periods begin. During a hearing in the Florida House on Wednesday, Republican State Representative Stan McClain, Stan McClain wants to control women, uh, is my guess. He said his bill would include restrictions on girls talking about their menstrual cycles. My goodness, they can't even mention their period. Oh boy, what does it say about mentioning masturbation either? I'm sure that's off the menu. The legislation doesn't specifically mention periods or menstruation, but McLean told the subcommittee that it would, it would include restrictions on conversations about girls' menstrual cycles. Um, House Bill 1069 would only permit instruction in acquired immune deficiency syndrome, sexually transmitted diseases, or health education, and only in grades 6 through 12. So can't talk about a period, but you can talk about herpes. That seems very strange. I'm not sure what Florida lawmakers are drinking down there, but it's, it's something very strong, it seems. All right, let's keep reading and find out what sort of jail time that these young girls will have to face if they say these illegal words. Uh, <laughs> we have a Democrat in the story, Ashley. Ashley noted that young girls could start their periods earlier than the sixth grade and asked for some clarification on whether the bill would ban those girls from talking about their periods. Um, uh, this is a nightmare situation. And this bill is just one of the latest in a series of these bills expected to be signed by Florida Governor Ronnie D as he seeks to transform Florida's education system in his fight against what he calls woke ideology. Uh, good luck with that. Now, I, I'm not a, a lawmaker, nor am I a governor, but I would think that the best approach to Florida school systems is to make them safe, first and foremost, because they don't seem very safe. Uh, I've covered many a story out of Florida schools that, it, well, it seems like it's a nightmare, to be honest with you. Um, there's a list of the things that DeSantis has signed so far, barring transgender student athletes from participating in school sports, uh, new restrictions on discussions of sexual orientation and gender identity in school classrooms. I agree with some of the things that he brings up. I don't agree with all of, all of the things, and I certainly don't agree with uh, limiting discussion on uh, periods and bodily changes <laughs> among little girls. I mean, this is a major part of their life. It's a major transition. Yeah. And for young women in Florida who are wondering, well, how can I uh, make some change and influence politics on the local level? Well, you can, you can send a letter to your local government officials, and I would suggest enclosing your uh, latest used tampon just to give them a nice message. Now, maybe you're a parent listening to this. Maybe you're a parent specifically in Florida. How do you feel about uh, the restriction on discussion of periods here. Uh, call the show, 646-450-2012. Yay! Knock, knock. Who's there? Oh, it's just a nine-foot alligator. And a man was bitten. A Florida man answered a knock at his front door and was promptly bitten by a nine-foot-long alligator when he opened it up to see who was there. Many of you sent me this story, and I wasn't going to cover it because... At this point, alligator bites in Florida don't seem weird enough. Uh, but it is a weird story in Florida because it doesn't involve a gun. So uh, let's do it. Let's learn a little bit about what alligators are up to. Apparently, they go right to your front door and knock 
I mean, maybe his car was broke down and he needed assistance. Perhaps this was a candy gram gone wrong. <laughs> now, in this story, we have a Florida man named Scott. He lives in Daytona Beach. He said he was watching television when his with his wife when he heard a bump at the door. He got up to investigate. Here's a quote from him. Well, I, jump, I jumped up, I headed over, and I opened the door. I stepped out while trying to reach the lights because it was dark. I barely got out the door, and then I got my leg clamped on. And, and it, it, was a, it was an alligator. It clamped onto my leg and started shaking really violently. I was in, now I got to be honest, I was just totally surprised and shocked. I, sus, I suspect I was surprised at the, at the alligator as much as the alligator was surprised at, at me. Uh, Turns out the Florida man was bitten in the upper thigh, had to be taken to the hospital for his serious injuries. He's expected to make a full recovery, thankfully. Might want to move out, uh, Florida man. Because in case you don't know, Florida has a large and booming population of alligators, which frequently bumps up against the state's human population as it expands into the state's swamps and waterlands. Attacks and injuries are rare, but they do happen. Says here, last month, an 85-year-old woman walking her dog died when an alligator pulled her into a pond in southeast Florida after she tried to defend her pet from the attack. So sad, so very, very sad when people are bitten and killed by gators in Florida. Um, I think at a time like this, we should have a moment of silence for all the people who have suffered in Florida from alligator-related injuries and deaths. And I also think it's time for the Alligators Everywhere song. Got an alligator in my backyard and nobody cares, nobody cares. Got an alligator in my patio and nobody cares, nobody cares. Had an alligator at my birthday party and nobody cares, nobody cares. Had an alligator in the front seat of my Volkswagen and nobody cares because it's Florida. Alligators everywhere And nobody cares in Florida There's alligators everywhere And nobody cares Yay! Thank you for joining me for this episode of Florida Friday. Special thanks to everyone who sent me Florida-related articles. I appreciate it. You made my job easier. Um, I am recording from Dallas, Texas, where I'm still doing shows all weekend. And we had a couple of uh, weirdos show up to the show last night. I got to meet uh, Joe from Texarkana. So shout out to Joe. And Elizabeth, who lives in Frisco, Texas, came to the show last night. So wonderful people. Unbelievable. We had a great show. And I'm going to be here all weekend. So if you'd like to come out to a show in Dallas, I'm at TK's Comedy Club slash restaurant. And there's, there's a link in my uh, Instagram profile. So at Funny Jones on Instagram, you can find a link there or just do a search for it. Love to meet loyal listeners and fans of the show. Let me know you're there. Come up to me afterward. Meet me at the bar. We'll have a cocktail. Take some pictures like I did last night. Good times, good times. I'm loving Dallas. The food is tremendous. And it's a hell of a lot warmer than Los Angeles right now, so this is nice. Also want to give some love to some people who bought me coffees, including Nurse Kim from Philly. Nurse Kim has bought me coffee before. Uh, Nurse Kim wrote, uh, that Boston accent, love you, Jonesy. That's it. That's all she wrote. She loves my Boston accent. I like that. I, I like feedback with my Boston accent because I've been told that they can't, people can't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so, it's so fun doing a Boston accent. Uh, also, I got coffee bought me from a couple named Joe and Michelle. 
And they wrote, uh, you have an amazing podcast, Jonesy. Thank you so much. Very uh, short and sweet message. And I'm just, I so appreciate that. I appreciate the support, guys. I appreciate the love. Thank you for buying me coffees. You can do that off my website, weirdafnews.com, by the way, if you'd like to buy me coffee. You can also join the Patreon to support the show. That's another way that you could do it. Pretty cool, right? Uh, also got a nice review on Amazon. A couple of them. Uh, one is from Coralie. Coralie wrote, uh, I wish the episodes were longer. Five stars. Weird AF News has become an important part of my morning routine. First, my cat comes for morning snugs in bed, and then she lectures the birds outside the window. Then we go downstairs, and I prepare her breakfast while we listen to Weird AF News together. Your commentary and impressions crack me up. I always end up laughing in public while listening to your show. I even went and followed you on Instagram. I shared that video of the naked Florida man in a kayak with a chicken. What a life. Stay cozy in that closet, Jonesy, and thank you for all the laughs. Isn't that a sweet message? Thank you, Coralie, for writing all that wonderful stuff on Amazon, where I get a lot of horrible reviews, so that's pretty nice. And another Amazon review that's positive, five stars I got from Brian. Brian, uh, I'm grateful. Brian wrote, apparently the show's not for everybody, but the show is definitely for me. Jonesy gets a lot of negative reviews, but I've listened to them for a couple years now and uh, listened to the podcast for a couple years. It's the first thing I listen to when I wake up in the morning as I listen to the previous night's episode. I honestly wish he did it seven nights a week. Ah, isn't that a nice compliment? That's very sweet, Brian. Seven nights a week. I appreciate that. I think that's too much for me. I would lose my mind. seven nights a week. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. We're doing five. You know, most people don't do five days a week. My friends who are also podcasters, a lot of comedians uh, I know are podcasters. They don't, a lot of them don't even do once a week. They do like every other week or once a month. They think it's insane that I do five days a week. They don't even understand it. They can't even wrap their head around it. And I'm like 1500 episodes in. They think it's crazy, but I I like it like this. And, uh, and you know, we're having a good time and I'm able to do it now. You know, if I get extremely, extremely busy because, I don't know, let's say I just become somehow uh, famous as a stand-up and then, you know, I'm doing all kinds of movies and stuff. You know, sometimes these things happen to comedians. They get involved in movies and television. At that point, I may not be able to do five days a week, but until then, I got the time. Five days is good. I'll keep doing it. And uh, I, I thank you, Brian, for, for the review. And if you guys would like to leave a review... You can do so on Amazon or Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, you can just click uh, five stars, which is uh, wonderful. I don't believe you can write anything, but you can give me five stars. And um, you can always uh, tell a friend about the show. That's a great way to spread the word about Weird AF News because I'm, I'm not sure a lot of people even know it exists. So I think the more people that know about it, the more people might uh, appreciate it. Of course, there'll be some who don't, but you know, we take the good with the bad, don't we? Uh, lastly, I would like to let you know I'm going to publish some phone calls. I got some phone calls, and if you want to call the show, the number is 646-450-2012. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, make sure you do if you like it. And, uh, yeah, and I guess uh, have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Okay, uh, bye-bye. Hey, Jonesy. It's Chelsea Jenkins, a.k.a. Chelsea Levy, a.k.a. Chelsea Levy Jenkins. Um, I just wanted to call because you mentioned on a recent podcast about how you get that dream where you are in high school trying to remember your locker combination. I have that same dream. I have it all the time. It's the most bizarre thing, and it's so stressful. Like, why is it so stressful? I also have dreams where I, as a 30-year-old adult woman, have to go back to high school what is it, like that one Adam Sandler movie? I can't remember what the name of it. But I have to go back to school because apparently my high school credits didn't count in the end or something like that. 
I also have dreams frequently where I end up getting scheduled for a shift at an old job and I have to show up and that's also stressful. Um, yeah, that's about it. With that being said though, Jonesy, I just wanted to say I'm sorry weirdos, I guess the non-in-crowd weirdos keep leaving you bad reviews. My business has got my very first bad review recently and she was a wackadoo. Like we can call ourselves weirdos, but some of them out there are like, you know, real weird. So uh, don't let the real weirdos get you down, Jonesy. You're doing your thing. It, it always stands out to me that one time you had, a, I think, a caller or someone who wrote in saying that, you know, it's comedy. It's He's riffing. It's improv. Take it, you know, take it at face value and take it as it is. And I kind of listen to it with that frame of mind these days. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Not that I didn't get it before. But anywho, have a good one, listeners. Jonesy, see you later. Hey, Jonesy, this is Joe from Texarkana, Texas. I'm on my way to Dallas right now, and I hope to see you at uh, TK's tonight. Just want to say God bless you, and good luck with your show, man. Oh, yeah, Jonesy, this is Christina. I want to make a haircut appointment for my daughter's. They've been really bad and really weird, and so I want to give them a haircut, like, to teach them a lesson. You can schedule them appointments. I want it shaved really close and really clean, because they've been really dirty and really weird. Okay, thank you. My number is 646-450-2012, and... Uh, you could call me back. Good luck with your life, man. Jones, you rock and roll, you. What's happening, man? Just figured I'd say hi to you. Uh, I was thinking about you. Hopefully you're doing all right. Looking forward to my uh, football this year. Brown's got a receiver from New York Jets. I don't know who he is. So they say he's pretty good. Anyways, hopefully you're doing all right. Hopefully all is well with you, and uh, hopefully uh, give me some weird news about some alligators. You haven't done one for a little while about alligators, and uh, maybe you can do the alligator song. Hi, Jumpy. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Oh, this is Dorothy. A, a tornado in downtown Los Angeles? Oh, 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 Jonesy. I have a feeling we're not in Boston or Kansas anymore. I hope you're okay. Dun, 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 dun. Da, 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 da. Oh, oh, sorry, man. Uh, sound a little personal Star Trek there for a second. Uh, this episode of Family Feud is brought to you by this guy from the future. Survey says top percentage of people polled said this was the most common recurring dream about high school. Is it up there? Forgetting your locker combination. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, it is. Uh, with 80%. But somehow still not the top. 
Dream reported, even though that's not how percentages work. What is the top score on the board, Bob? Dun, 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 dun. That dream where you go to school and you look around and nobody tells you anything until that imperceptible pivot in time when it suddenly becomes too late and you realize you've come to school naked again. That's the one I have. Or at least I have had it. I don't have it anymore. Uh, that should be like an episode of Law and Order. Um, old Russian proverb. Old Russian proverb. There's only one thing more uncertain than the future, and that would be the past. Thanks for playing. I don't know if this recorded anything at all. I really don't. Uh, it, I don't even know. I'm not really sure what's happening here. Why can't something that can't end this call? Yes, I'm satisfied with my message. Uh, let's mark it urgent. Can we mark that urgent delivery? Uh, I'd like to send it with send receipts as well. Yes, thank you. Um, 1995. Uh, all right, let me get the. Uh, you don't have to do the. What was the second? The send receipt thing. Just yeah, urgent delivery will be great. That that means they'll get it first, right? Okay. All right. All right. Uh, thank you, uh, Google. Way to be.